control my Hulkamaniacs that have stuck with me through the thick and thin. Train, said their prayers and eat their vitamins. Be a survivor, man. Don't smoke, it's a joke. The following program is in no way representative of the high-quality programming usually heard on the Maverick Radio Network. The views expressed and fishing techniques demonstrated are not endorsed by this station. The following is not a news broadcast. Welcome to the five count. Thank you so much. Tony, you all right? It's great to be here. You're prepared? I'm super unprepared. Man, too late now. I feel like it's okay, though. We're in it. We are right in it. Um, before we start the show, I just want to say I'm a little concerned that you're having trouble dealing with how handsome I am. Mm-hmm. Is that going to affect your performance tonight? I don't think so. I hope not. No, because I, mean, I can't shut this off. Yeah, I, I noticed. Wow. I try to dial it back a bit, but not much you can do. It really isn't. When you got it, you got it. Yeah, you'd think I'd be used to it by now after all these years, but sometimes it still just catches me off guard. I Sometimes I catch myself in the mirror and feel the same way. Yeah, wow. Oh, hey, handsome. <laughs> can't help yourself. But it was actually me. Wonderful. On uh, tonight's program, it's going to be probably the best show we've ever done, but also a show that I don't want to do, but we have to do. Yeah, very near and dear to your heart. Tonight's program, The Five Count, will pay tribute to the late, great Terry Funk. Oh, man. Man. It kills me that we have to do more tribute shows. This one especially. This one's tough. Yeah, you love Terry Funk. I really do, and he's like my spirit animal. Yeah. I don't know anyone who doesn't love Terry Funk. It's a good, that's a good question. I mean, if they didn't love Terry Funk, would that basically make them, what, a Nazi? I don't think it's even Communist? a thing. I've never heard anyone say, oh yeah, he's okay. Not ever. No, it's a, it's 10 He's awesome. Across the board. Everyone loves Terry Every Funk. Every single person you've talked to. Pretty much. I mean, that makes sense. I talk to a lot of people. Man. And, and they he- all say, Terry Funk, ton, close second. Wow. Sometimes Jesus rounds out the top three. Wow. It's those three, though, usually. Wow. 
And now Terry Funk has passed on. It is sad. But we're going to pay tribute tonight, Ton, because uh, I don't know if you knew this, but Terry Funk has been in a lot of big-time movies that have had some soundtracks. Yeah, man. We'll hear some cuts from those. Yeah. Uh, He's released his own albums, mostly in Japan, including one of my all-time favorite albums, Great Texan. Oh, yeah, dude. We'll hear that in its entirety. That's great. This is going to be a great show. Luckily, I have a copy of it that I bought directly from Japan. So it's on vinyl. So you know this is the real deal. It is the real deal. Do you have any movie clips you're going to play? Got a few clips. Yes. Got a few uh, oh. what they call promos, wrestling promos. Yeah, man. It's all thrown in. I put a lot of work into this tribute show. I love this idea. So I hope you appreciate it. You should tell your mom. Not just you, but yeah. like everyone out there. Everyone. Call your moms. Tell them. Terry Funk. Tribute show. Todd, we've lost uh, a lot of people since we've been together last. Yeah. Also, a uh, professional wrestler Bray Wyatt died. I didn't know that. It's a thing. Are you serious? Is this breaking news? Yeah. Like he that's, was in his 30s. Yeah, that's weird. Had some health issues. Really? Wow. What? It's a good thing you tuned in tonight. I didn't know that. That's crazy. How? I just told you, he had some health issues. Also, Bob Barker died. Yeah. He was like 99, I think, right? He was, yeah, got closest to 100 without going over. Wow. How fitting. It's kind of a sad thing. It really is. Ton watched a lot of Price is Right. I actually really did, and that was the era. Bob Barker era Price is Right. I loved watching that show. As a... Compared to like the Drew Carey era, I don't think anyone watches that. No, who? Why, why would you watch that? I don't know. You said the Bob Barker era, and I think that's the only one people know. This is crazy about Bray Wyatt. He seems way too young. Sorry, I should have. You should have come to the uh, planning meeting. You would have known what we were going to talk about tonight. Wow. You always seem to be caught off guard. That's crazy. Middle-aged and crazy, like Terry Funk. Man, heart attack at the age of 36. Bob Barker lived to 99. How old was Terry Funk? 79? 70s? Yeah. He was in his 70s. He started wrestling in the mid-60s. Man. I, I still think that that's pretty good. For a wrestler, especially of his caliber. I mean, holy cow. He was a former NWA heavyweight champion. And the ridiculous stuff he put his body through in ECW even is like... I don't don't know. I mean, that guy just... Basically seemed like he would do anything for the business. It was always a dream of mine... To have Terry Funk on the show. Yeah. And I actually wrote him a letter. Like, actually put a stamp on it and sent it to the Double Cross Ranch. Wow. Because he had no presence online. Yeah. And he wrote me back. And he said, yeah, maybe we'll do that interview sometime. 
I knew he wouldn't. Yeah. But still, it was nice of him to respond. Yeah. That's amazing. So that's as close as we got. That's very awesome, though. That's very awesome. Is it handwritten letter? Uh, he just signed a little... Uh, okay. It's almost like a business card, but it has a picture of him on it. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So I tried. Yeah. That's as close as I got. You tried. You did great. But now we're going to pay tribute tonight. What's your relationship with Terry Funk? You seem... I know he's one of your favorite actors. Yeah. Yep. Where a lot of people know him from his wrestling, but Ton really appreciated him for his acting chops. Yeah. Um, He was in Ton's three favorite Sylvester Stallone films. Yeah. Paradise Alley. Yes. Roadhouse. Yeah, Stallone isn't in that, but yes. And Over the Top. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I absolutely just love the guy in all those movies. And with the wrestling, um, I remember watching him in wrestling somewhat. But I was... It wasn't like he was my guy, I'll be honest. I didn't appreciate him in wrestling until I was older. Um, Really, until it was more like you and I living together and actually watching a lot more wrestling and re-watching older stuff and whatever and talking about it together, you know. Then I appreciated him in in a different way. So, in all honesty, I just thought it was cool that he showed up in Roadhouse and, you know, whatnot. When I was a little kid. So, also pretty cool because even at those times when he was doing that, everybody talks a lot about Hogan in movies, and nowadays it's just The Rock or John Cena. And Hogan always talked a lot about uh, the complications of trying to do a movie while you're in WWF at the time. Um, Even Jesse Ventura talked about that a bit. You know, Ventura or uh, McMahon being upset, you know, when he tries to go and do Predator and whatever and come back and all these issues. And I was just thinking, like, Terry Funk did it way before anybody (laughs) kind of thing, you know? like It is true. And a lot of people try to say even, like, Roddy Piper did it before. I mean, maybe. I can't. I mean, definitely not early. He, that wasn't earlier than Paradise Alley, for sure. No, that was the late 70s. So, um, yeah, I, it's just, what a guy. What an originator, you know? You talk about a Hulk Hogan. Uh, obviously, Sylvester Stallone was friends with Terry Funk, and he is the one who suggested Hulk Hogan for the role in Rocky Three. Yeah, wow. So, really, Hogan can thank terry funk for his hollywood career yeah there might be no uh santa with muscles without terry funk yeah so think about that that's crazy huh what a guy what a man son's a little triggered sometimes by terry funk matches because it reminds him of when his dad used to come at him with a branding iron that's true so you gotta excuse him yeah it's a little a little traumatic a little close to the heart that's where he got branded. 
Yeah. yeah. Right in the chest. <laughs> some of those uh, some of those guys like Terry Funk really kind of remind me of my dad, too. They come from that similar kind of era of like like a wild man kind of thing. You know, I don't know. It's just a different different kind of whole thing. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but the. That's why you spit chewing tobacco all over the place still? Yeah, I try to keep in touch with it a little bit. You want a cup or something? Nah. Just spits it wherever. Yep. Have to. You just have to. You have to. It's I mean, you don't. Of, you really don't have you to. You don't have to? For some reason, Tom has to. Just have to. So we'll pay tribute to Terry Funk tonight. We've also got some five-count mailbag questions and... Some people send some messages to the five count hotline over the telephone. That's wonderful. I hope somebody did a paid an additional tribute. If you would like to send something to the five count hotline, you can do so. You can call 507-519-2030. You can text that number. You can call it, leave voicemail. Um, We'll get back to you or maybe we won't. We'll just play it on air. 507-519-2030. Wonderful. Should we get started? Yeah. As I mentioned, Terry Funk has released an album in Japan called The Great Texan, and we shall hear it. Here is side A from the late, great Terry Funk.
talk about something that all of you people want to talk about out there. Let's increase your intelligence. I'm going to increase your vocabulary now by teaching you out there a new word. And do you know what that new word is? The new word is a dusty. And what is a dusty? A dusty is a 150 pound frame with 50 pounds of added fat, 50 pounds of added obesity, and 50 pounds of hot air. If you combine those all together, what do you have? You have a 300 pound blob. So, if you take that 300 pound blob and you jackass that's what you have left and if you breed that heartless jackass to a thick tongued overbearing obnoxious slutty barmaid what you produce is an offspring called a Dustin that's right a Dustin and a Dustin is a fool that doesn't know how to say the simplest of words and you know what the simplest of words is? No. No, daddy! No, daddy, no! Don't put me in the ring with Terry Funk! 
Daddy, please, please, Daddy, don't do it to me, Daddy. I don't want to go. All you have to do is say no, no, no. Touch your heart and say goodbye to 
it's me, the mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. The guy used to run around the ring with a crazy megaphone and a crazy jacket. I know what, you're right. But you know what? I always listen to the file count because it is unbelievable, baby. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
<laughs> oh, Cactus Jack, one-on-one, -on -one, me and you. <laughs> you know I can't stand your flagellating family. <laughs> you know what I'm going to do, me and you, April the 15th? I'm going to kill you. That's right. I'm going to kill Cactus Jack. I may get the chair, but I'm going to kill him. No, I'm going to tell you what. I might just torture him, and then I'm going to kill him. No, I may kill him, and then I'm going to torture him. No, I'll tell you what. I'm going to castrate him first, then I'm going to kill him, and then I'm going to torture him. No, whoa. Wait a minute. What am I going to do? I'm going to castrate him, kill him, torture him, and then I... I know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to strap him into the bumper of my 55 Buick and I'm going to pull that son of a bitch down the main street of Philadelphia. That's what I'm going to do. Do you ever look at Cactus Jack? Did you ever look at his face? Oh, what a face he's got. If I had a face like him, I'd have it circumcised. <laughs> oh, I am looking so forward to this.
This is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to The Five Cow.
Hey, we're back. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to The Five Count. This is awesome. That was side A of Terry Funk's Great Texan album. We're going to play the whole thing tonight. It's good stuff. As we pay tribute to the late, great Terry Funk. It's a little late, but we're getting out of the way at least, which I didn't want to do. You kind of knew this day was going to come, but then it's here and it's still a bummer. Yeah. But at least we can pay tribute. It is pretty strange. It is pretty strange when you encounter it. I mean, I mean, I know we've talked about this in the show before, but it's just weird to think about. You think about times when you were a little kid and your parents would talk about, oh my gosh, that person died and oh geez. And, uh, and it would just be like this strange thing. And as a kid, you're like, eh, who cares? And then all of a sudden you find yourself as an old man and uh, people are dying all around you and you're doing that thing. Who did you say that about? Like, I died. Grandma or what? Uh, who cares? No, definitely not grandma. Oh. But I remember it being like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't really rem- I can't really recall. I mean, because they didn't mean that much to me, but it'd be like some obscure music person that I didn't know anything about, you know, when I was a kid and they, like oh, Elvis? Really? No, I, I was uh, not born yet when he died, but I remember, I remember people talking about Elvis dying, but it not being, uh, for some reason that seemed more important, but I don't know. I guess I can't think of a name right now. Rod Roddy. I don't think so. You don't remember when he died? No. Do you think, uh, Bob Barker dying is akin to Elvis dying for the generation before you? No. It's even more so? No. Elvis dying? What? Yeah, you know, the singer, Elvis. Yeah. Wait, what are you trying to say? I'm saying Bob Barker has also died, and it's kind of the same for you as it would be for people who were fans of Elvis a generation ago. It's kind of the, he's like your Elvis. He's definitely not like my Elvis. <laughs> not the same. Tom, um, that's very disrespectful. It's not. It's just honest. Um, <laughs> I No, I mean, I like Bob Barker, but I don't know that he was as influential and well-loved as Elvis was. I feel that's probably the case across the board. Really? Just ask around. Okay. All right. I mean, I guess I'll ask some people. Unless you're some kind of monster. Like me. Well, there, I guess we solved the case. Wow. Ton, I got a message here sent to the Five Count Hotline. It's very important and very wordy, so let me get to it. Hey, you could do the gas sound effect, then play the chicken sound effect right after. Does the ton do catch and release with crickets? spiders etc he finds in his house i saw a hummingbird a few times outside in front of work new alm has a breakfast fly-in thing might be soon maybe ton can google it from huge sausage city and yes i ride a horse to work john from new alm (laughs) wow John's just coming with the jokes here. Is New Alm known as the huge sausage city? I I don't know. In John's eyes, I think. Man. Or is that just John's house? Could be John's house. Huge sausage city. Yeah. 
Could nice. be. Good for you, John. He's got one of those street signs, huge sausage parking only or whatever. Wow. Um, That's think, a lot to digest. It really is. As, as they say. <laughs> Thank you so much, John. I appreciate this uh, lengthy message. I have no idea what he's talking about with the gas and the chicken sound effect. You've been playing a lot of jackassy sound effects the last couple of weeks. Okay. I think it's in oh, it's response the, to that. The flatulence and chicken sound effects. Okay. Um, yeah, so what else was he talking about? A fly-in, a breakfast fly-in? That'd be all. fun. We should go to that, Dust. Oh, man. If there's all. one thing Ton loves, it's eating breakfast at the airport. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I've had some breakfasts at airports. I mean, let me tell you. I had a full English breakfast at London Heathrow Airport. Tell you what, full English. Please tell me, because I don't know what that means. What do you mean? You, you don't know what that means? If you eat breakfast in England, is that just an English breakfast? I mean, or is there more is. to it than that? Here we call it an English breakfast, because there's beans and beans and toast and uh, sausages. And, you know, like it's just different breakfast items that they enjoy. So if you eat baked beans for breakfast, that's considered an English breakfast? Yeah, kind of, but their baked beans is not like our baked beans. It's more like a tomato-y type sauce, not a not a sweet syrup sugar sauce. Yuck. It's pretty good, actually. I won't be rolling the beautiful bean footage on that, I'm afraid. Oh, it, it's, it's good. Baked beans and tomato sauce for breakfast? It's like a more tomato-y type sauce. It's not, it's just... Americans eat everything just drenched in sugar and salt. So our baked beans is not even really, I mean, it's just like syrup. It's like, it's almost like you're eating baked beans and maple syrup is what we have. And theirs is just probably more refined, possibly nutritious. I don't know. It's definitely not as sugary and it's a little bit more like tangy sweet. And this is a top five moment for you? It was good. It was a good breakfast. It was great. It was, it was, I was very well nourished after so, that breakfast. I'm, a, I'm fascinated by this. Uh, did you fly to England just for breakfast and then you turned around and came back? Yeah. Well, I actually, I thought while I was there, I might just go ahead on and fly out over to Egypt just to say hi to some folks. But... What kind of breakfast do they have there? That was um, a lot different. <laughs> I didn't eat breakfast at that airport. Um, when I got there, somebody passed out in line right in front of me in the in the line, and that was really weird. I actually got worried that it was like some kind of strange distraction because that person passed out, and then a boatload of people like surrounded us quick. So I actually was kind of like on high alert and started watching people and the in my surroundings more so than the person did you clean house like uh schwarzenegger and commando when he went to the mall no it turned out i didn't have to because oh, the that's, guy that's did relief. pass out legitimately and then he did end up being okay aside from maybe a slight concussion because like they like everything their walls and floors and stuff everywhere in egypt is all like granite and marble and stuff and it's like so he he fell down and whacked his head right on the hard granite floor and it was literally like the guy right in front of me it was really strange anyway um i and you think it's because of the breakfast he ate 
It could have been. Mm. Who knows what he had on that plane? But uh, but the plane was actually not. The, actually, the Egypt, the Royal Egypt Air plane that I flew on was the nicest airplane I've ever been on. It was amazing. Huge. Biggest airplane I've ever been on. Uh, so to answer the question, I actually went to the local. I don't remember what the question was. I went to like the local. I can't really say supermarket because it's smaller, but it's a convenience store. I just walked down in Old Mahdi in the morning. I got up and walked to a convenience store and, like, you know. Shoplifted. Smiled and waved at people on the way and early in the morning and went down there and bought myself a yogurt and some... Beans? Some nuts. They put yogurt on their beans there? No, yogurt and nuts. I ate what I normally eat at home, but there. I just went down and bought it every morning, and then I'd walk around the city and eat my breakfast and... Oh. You're nuts, ton. I wouldn't eat yogurt and beans. It was something. It Yuck. was great. I mean, I enjoyed it. Well, there. That answers your questions, I hope, John. Big sausage, John. <laughs> I had uh, I had um, lunch and supper in, at the same in London again when I came back, when I was flying back. What do they put their beans in for? And that uh, was great. I didn't time. have beans the next times. God, it was great though. I man, I had some great food. I really enjoyed London. I think I would move there. not to London, but I would move to England. Some maybe, maybe like Cornwall somewhere. I would love that. Closer to Penzance, I don't know. I would love wow. that. Okay. We're, anyway, we're sorry. John and Newalm. Um, I forget what else he talked about, but I th- feel like I wanted to address more things that he said. But How about you smashing bugs. Oh yeah, do I catch and release bugs? Uh, depends on the bug and depends on if my children are around. Um, spiders, I always like to catch and release because they help me get rid of unwanted bugs. And the rest of them, I mean, if we're talking box elder bugs or centipedes or whatever, I'll, I'll just kill those. I'll I think they eat those over in England. Smush them. Don't they? Not that I'm aware of. Um, my kids, however, absolutely love bugs and they want to save, they want to catch and keep bugs. So if they're around, I let them do that. And I'm talking everything, cicadas, wood spiders. Ticks. We haven't, I haven't had to deal with that yet. Can you have kids. a pet wood tick? I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. I would probably, I would probably talk to them about the wood tick and let them know that those are not great to have around. That's how Ton got Lyme disease. So that's why he's always so sleepy when he's doing the show. Dude, I have a humongous spider at my house right now, and I had to convince my daughter not to try to capture it because that's her other thing. Is even even if you find it outside, she wants to capture it and bring it inside. Everything has to come inside for some reason: sticks, leaves, piles of grass bugs like everything no dad i just want to save this i want to like no you don't need to save any sticks belong outside keep it out here that's fine dirt everything it's a slippery slope old flowers yeah it's crazy i have to talk to her about that like we don't but i'm collecting it rocks everything you don't need a collection you don't need to collect stop anyway a huge spider i'm talking like john goodman sized close to it I mean, easily, easily, um, 20 pounds with its legs, easily like the size of a, 
Bowling ball. Which one's bigger? I think it would be a half dollar coin. Cadillac. Half dollar coin. Just its body portion is like almost a dime. Like it's huge. It's on a humongous web. And you ate it? Against uh, the side of my house by my... Here, let me show you, dude. Let me look at... I'm not joking. Wait, hold that up to the mic so the listeners can see it. Right here, guys. It's, I mean, that thing it's wrapping up there is a is a grasshopper like this big. And it looks puny next to it. Better call John Goodman. It's it's awesome. It's some kind of... It's got yellow all over it, but apparently it's some kind of yellow something garden spider. Hold it's, it up to the mic again. Just here. Here you go. You hear that? Oh, Yikes. yeah. <laughs> it's pretty awesome looking. Pretty awesome. Well, Ton, speaking of awesome, well, actually, we're going to talk about this show, The Five Counts, so scratch that. But we do have a tribute to Terry Funk tonight. Awesome. We have side B of his album that he released in Japan called The Great Texan. There's also a couple other uh, random tracks here we'll tack on at the end that he also released on other various things. We need to release some albums in Japan. We should. We really should. We'll come back after this, and Tong will show you some more pictures on his phone.
One match of the big upcoming card I've just got to talk about hits the junkyard dog against this Riley ring veteran from Amarillo, Texas, Terry Funk. That match has inside the big upcoming card here in town. Every once in a while, this world is blessed with gifted people. I'm talking about people like Einstein, Edison, not some moronic fool like the junkyard dog, nor an imbecile like you, because you believe that the man can possibly stand a chance with me in the ring. Well, let me tell you something. As far as I am concerned, he's nothing but a pig nose, pig-eyed airhead that looks as if he has been sucking persimmons ever since he found out he's booked against me in a professional wrestling match. Well, let me tell you something, you clown, you buffoon, come on into the ring, play your music, because I am going to beat on you and beat on you until your brain turns to marshmallows. And I'm going to go ahead and brand you brand you like you've never been branded before. And let me tell you something. I am meaner than a rattlesnake, tougher than shoe leather, and smarter than a, than a, what, what, than what, a... Whatever. I, I'd go along... Than one of those gifted from up above. That's who I'm smarter than, because I, think, I can I thank you very much. inflict more pain than anyone. Seems to be a, a man possessed. And... What in God...
teacher don't like my music and she don't like my clothes Up your nose with a rubber hose I'd like to shove her where the sun don't go Cause we hate school but we love rock and roll My favorite song. My mother yells, Get off the phone. Have you done your homework? Is that radio on? Rock and roll. And gang, this is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and you're listening to the Five Count. Great show.
tell you something, Jim Ross, and you simple-minded people. I had a dream last night. Oh, yes, and it was a beautiful dream. I dreamed that I was on the front porch of the Double Cross Ranch, and my father, who's long since gone, was there in a swing, swinging with me, and up drove a long black limousine, and the left front fender was dented in, and the door opened, and out stepped a beautiful lady. And my daddy said, woman, what happened to your left front fender? And she says, I ran over some kind of an animal on the road. I don't know what it was. My daddy said, well, what did it look like? And she says, well, it had great big ears. And it had nostrils, big, huge nostrils, about five inches apart. And it had horse teeth. And it smelled real bad. And my daddy said, my world, girl, you must have ran over a jackass. And I said, what did it smell like? She said, it smelled like hairspray and cheap cologne. I said, woman, you didn't run over any jackass. You ran over Ric Flair. Is he dead? She says, no, but the last time I saw him, he was running scared. Well, let me tell you something, Ric Flair. You look at me in the eye because I am looking at you. You realize that you must live not in the future because there is none. You must live in the past. Give up that belt or I'll stick your neck out one more time for me. Stick it out for me, Flair, you gutless individual. I'm talking to you. That's enough. Stick it out. Stick it out. We're not going to listen anymore. This fans will be back.
everybody. This is good old JR Jim Ross, WWE Hall of Famer. And you're listening to a slobber knocker of a radio show. You're listening to The Five Count.
And we're back. It's the five count tribute to Terry Funk. The, Man. The great Terry Funk. That's, um, so, I mean, what's your relationship? I mean, was he more like a father figure to you or what, what was it? I actually never met him. I just corresponded with him through mail. Yeah, but I wondered because I don't know if this ever happened to you, but for me, I sort of like, uh, because of my own not great relationship with my father, I would sort of latch on to unrealistic father figures like Stallone, you know. Not, you're, you're asking if I did that to not Terry really Funk? Arnie. I mean, mostly Stallone, I think. Um, there's one guy in particular who was that for me. And you may have heard of him. It's you. Wow. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. But you already knew that. Well, I was wondering if Terry Funk did that for you at all as a kid, but yeah, I don't know. That was always you, Ton. Even before I met you, I knew of you. Wow. I'm sorry about that. I hope I did right by you. The only thing you need to be sorry for is setting such a high bar that is unachievable. Man. But I'll keep trying. You know, I don't want this to sound too whatever here we go um but i do think about that sometimes with my own kids i mean and maybe you think about it too but um because we're not really like the average dudes like we do extra stuff in life that like not a lot of other people that we encounter do like we do other extra things and whatever that's like this radio show and whatever other various things that i do and I wonder about that, like how um, how y- you talk to your kids about that, and and how you pass it on to them, like an encouraging thing of like you know doing and finding ways to express yourself and whatever, and that are healthy ways, and doing that rather than falling into the category like you're talking, where it's like we'll just f it all because. Like, my dad did all this cool stuff, and there's no way that I can. Not, I mean, we're not even, it's not even like we're, you know, Aerosmith or something. It's just like, <laughs> just even in general, though, you know? Like, there's a lot of people that even you talk to and about the things you do, and they're just like, wow, you're so busy. I don't know how you could do that stuff, you know? You ever think about that? It's not like I'm Aerosmith or something. Yeah. I mean, if you were, if your dad was Aerosmith, if your dad was Steven Tyler or anybody in Aerosmith, wouldn't you just be like, what am I going to do? Like, what can I do now? Even if your dad was Brad Whitford? Yeah. I mean, still, you're going to be like, well, I'm not going to be, you know. No Brad Whitford. However many number ones and you know what I'm saying? That's like a whole different level of like. Not sure. You just bury yourself trying to live up to that. Thanks, Ton. Thanks a lot. I mean, you're welcome. I don't know what to say. Hey, speaking of guys who are number one, I got a five-count mailbag question from Billy Floyd Shouts. Oh, he's a number one for sure. Yeah, he's always yelling. 
With school starting up again, what was your favorite subject in grade school? Signed, William Shouts. Grade school? Like elementary school? I think just grades. Like 10th grade, 2nd grade. Oh, any grade possible. I think. I think so. Hmm. You could say elementary school if that was the best time of your life. I mean, it probably was. In elementary school, um, my favorite really was music. That was so much fun. My favorite was library. I liked library also. Because we had Apple IIs and we could play number munchers. Yeah. That was pretty good. And that was the pinnacle peak of my life. Yeah. Was being the best at number munchers, fractions. Apple IIs. I was the best. I was way better than Noah Hines, if you're out there listening. He thought he was good, but not as good as me. Are you sure it was Apple IIs? I'm pretty sure. Um, it was a hundred years ago, but I think do you remember what it, what it looked like? Yeah, it was green. The screen was black and green. The, okay, so it was yeah, green text, black screen. The computer was like brown. Yeah, yeah, brown keys, like tan brown. Yeah, okay. Played some lemonade stand. I just don't remember number munchers on there, but it must have been played. Uh, I think I remember playing number munchers the most on the next. Maybe it's the two next after that, where it was like this really long rectangular apple with a small screen, but it was more like a grayscale screen. Oh, do they have Odell Lake? I don't remember that at all. Number Munchers must have been on our Apple IIs also. We had Apple IIs at Jefferson. This setup right here. Yeah. That was the setup. That was the best time of my life. So, yeah, that's cool. Thanks. So I I don't so I didn't get to do that in the library. I went to Jefferson and that's a really small school, so the library was just a tiny little library and I do I do recall loving library time. Um the librarian I had as in elementary school actually goes to this church. She's a wonderful lady. Um she's awesome. I absolutely love it that she's here, that we get that connection again later on in life. Uh, the computer time was like separate for whatever reason. We had like a computer lab and I don't re- recall like why. Maybe it was part of math. Maybe that is what it is. It was part of math and we got to do the number mantras. Maybe that is exactly what happened. I remember to some degree playing. I thought I played Oregon Trail on that thing, that Apple II. But I don't know how or why or what. I mean, it probably wasn't until fifth or sixth grade or something. And then those other Apple computers I was telling you about were at a different school that I went to. Juvie? Yeah. Yeah. Sixth grade straight to Juvie. Well, son, maybe we uh, have time to go back to a time period when you were just getting out of Juvie. Talking about 10 years ago. Oh, man. What a lovely time. Well, this is the part of the program where we go back 10 years in five-count history. What happened? Well, Ton, it was August 31st, 2013, Labor Day weekend. And you were straight out of juvie, as we mentioned. Ton, this was a great show, and I'll tell you why. Because we had David Lieber Hart on the show. Do you remember that? Yeah, man. 
I remember we talked to him for like 45 minutes and Tun was starting to get upset because he kept trailing off and going into weird tangents and telling these <laughs> very detailed, nonsensical stories. And then Tun kept trying to get him back on path and cutting him off because he was going crazy. It, and it didn't work. It really didn't work. It was crazy. It was an interesting interview. Uh, if you don't know, David Liebehart was the guy from the Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Great job. Or he was on Check It Out with Dr. Steve Brule. He was the guy that had all the puppets. You remember. Yeah, man. I remember it. It says here, we also bragged about our new friendship with Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah, dude. I still brag about that whenever I get the chance. And it also says that you shared tales of your recent trip to Chicago. That was 10 years ago already? What'd you do in Chicago? Wow. Ate some kind of weird breakfast? I did. I ate a lot of good food in Chicago. Wow. Wow. Chicago, man. I visited the museum. I hung out with my cousin. Went to to a bunch of different stuff. Went all over the place. The highlight was a Segway tour. Yes. Well, that was 10 years ago, Ton, as we segue back into the uh, present. Salome. Man. On that segue tour, Dust, I know this is still 10 years ago. Bingo, bango, nice shot. Dust just got a hole in one. Anyway, uh, we I got to ride on the same city streets, go over the bridge and stuff, where they filmed some of that uh, Batman movie. I think it was the Dark Knight movie or maybe the first one. Batman Begins or whatever. It was wow. pretty cool. Sounds made up, but I'm it's really not. Really happy for you. Also, the guy had a lot of confidence in us, so he took us a little bit like off roading and stuff a little bit. Like we went up and down these hills. Not really off roading. I mean, you're in you're in downtown Chicago at night, so it's like grassy hills over by the Field Museum and different stuff. And a woman, we went down and a woman face planted. Oh, she went straight down and face planted, and it was like, oh man. Then Tun said, nobody rides this Segway without playing the blues. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. And then we kept ripping. Nobody drives this Segway without singing the blues. <laughs> <laughs> it was good times. It was a lovely time. Tun, you know what else is lovely? Spending this Labor Day weekend with you. Yeah, man. And our tribute to Terry Funk. As we mentioned earlier in the program... Terry Funk starred in three of Tun's all-time favorite films. And we shall now hear some songs from the various soundtracks of those films. Roadhouse. Paradise Alley. Over the Top. Yes! Like I gotta tell you people, I'm sure you have them all. On repeat on whatever it is you watch things on. I got them all. VHS. I got them all. Uh, the winner takes it all. That's a ton always says. Yes, dude. Yes.
Mind your own business, Dad.
Yes, I heard after that match with Lawler. Sure, I'm missing some teeth. Yes, I've got permanent damage to my eye. But have you seen Jerry Lawler? Has anybody seen him? Does he have enough guts to come back against me again? I am the meanest man in professional wrestling. They had to pull me off a lawler while I was beating on the man's body while he was laying there. This week they're going to have a fence around the ring. And you people remember what I'm saying to you because I'm speaking the truth. You will never see Jerry Lawler wrestle again. So if you want to be there for his retirement match, well, make sure you come down there because I'm going to take the man and I'm going to hurt him so bad that he will not be able to wrestle again. If I have to, I'll break one leg. If he gets up and hops to me, I'll break the other leg. If he comes crawling on his belly, I'll kick him in the head. Believe me, Jerry Lawler is going to pay and he's going to pay dearly for what he did to me. Hey, I love my family, and my family loves me, my brother loves me, but I have no respect for anybody like Lawler. I have a definite hatred for the man, and I'm going to take that sickness out of my mind. Hi everybody, this is WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And you know what? I'm a little jealous of you right now because you're listening to The Five Count. Well, it's not enough 
what the final conflict is that's when it all goes that's when there's no children left that's when somebody pushes the red button well the red buttons been pushed more than once between Dusty Rhodes and myself it was pushed several years ago Whenever he damaged my eye, he pushed a red button in, but I let it go. Later on, he pushed a red button again whenever he took the world's championship from me, but I let it go. Later on, he double-crossed me right in the Bayfront Center in St. Petersburg, and I let it go, but now I'm not. Because you people are going to see the final conflict, the conflict that ends it all, because I am not ever going to face that pig-faced, egg-sucking dog again. I am going to beat him 
And I am prepared to take care of him. Beam like a dog. And I promise you that I can take more punishment than any, any man in the world. And I'm going to take care of Betsy Rhodes if it's the last thing that I do.
Bombs, Tommy German. You're listening to the Five Count. It used to be King Kong Bundy's favorite station to listen to, but now you know what? It's Tommy Dreamers. Mr. Cutler is talking to you. I'm through talking.
Welcome back. Oh, yes. Thanks for meeting us halfway. I would do that for you anytime. Across the skies. Yeah. That was Kenny Loggins. Man, we just we were best friends with him 10 years ago, remember? Oh, I mean, I feel like we're still best friends in my heart. Kind of spooky how that timing works sometimes. I mean, if we play our cards right, there can still always be a new beginning for you and I. Ah, oh, I see what you did there. It's lovely. You're arm wrestling with my heart. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. This has been really lovely. I just have to ask you, have you watched any of that current arm wrestling and that, that Devin Larratt guy and the Whisperer and stuff? Have you been no watching? No idea what you're saying. You, are you serious? Are you serious right now? Have you ever known me to not be serious? Uh, yes. Many times. Oh, well, this is not one of them. You haven't watched any of that? I don't know what you're talking about. Is there child custody involved in Devin this arm Lariat. wrestling? Lariat? Lariat? I forget what, how you... Lariat? Like uh, Stan Hansen? I forget his last name for sure if it's Lariat or Lariat. But he's an awesome guy. Seems like a really nice, solid guy. But he uh, was like legit arm wrestling champ for multiple different years. And he started doing YouTube videos. And it's just been like amazing. Um, and it's really interesting... He talks about arm wrestling techniques and, I don't know, kind of like what what's important and how it's done. And it's just way, even to me, it's like, I feel like we grew up in this like arm wrestling explosion that happened, all thanks to Terry Funk and Over the Top. And, and uh, also arm wrestling champion St. Peter's own Ravishing Rick Rude. Yes. And it's so much deeper and it probably was even then so much deeper than what you think it is like the technique and stuff the level is way deeper than what you think it is than just trying to pin a guy's hand and the amount that they arm wrestle is crazy like he'll go places and he'll just be arm wrestling guys like over and over and over. They'll go places and for like hours, they'll just arm wrestle anybody. This is your life you're talking about? No, talking about Devin, Devin Larry. Oh. I still don't know what you're talking about. You're going to have to look it up is what I'm saying. Well, Ton, you're going to have to uh, call it a night because the show is over. It's been another great Labor Day weekend here on the Five Count. It's been wonderful. I'd like to say uh, rest in peace to Terry Funk and uh, Bray Wyatt and Bob Barker and Tun's forearm from all that arm wrestling. Yeah. And that's that. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. Thanks for all the memories. If you'd like some more memories, you could go to thefivecount.com. That's a website with all sorts of old shows. You want to hear us talk to Kenny Loggins? You'll find it there. Find it there. It was an awesome conversation. There's plenty more interviews where that came from. You can check us out on YouTube, the Five Count channel, where we have all of the interviews, just singular interviews on there um, without any of the music or anything. They're really easy to, to digest. We also have the Five Count Co-op on there. What's that? Five Count Co-op. It's where Dusty and I play old school video games terribly and yell at each other a lot. Yeah, we just played Bill Elliott's NASCAR something or other. Dude. It's real fun. 
worst game ever, and I somehow just wanted to play it for like a half hour. Kind of sums up this program. Wow. Except most people don't make it a half hour. Man, that was really something. Hey, join us on Patreon, you jerk. You love this show. Wouldn't you love it even more if you had more of it? Yeah, why don't you just join us on there? There's more of it on Patreon. Just join us right on there. And I guess that's it. But thanks again. Thanks, everyone, so much. And we'll see you next time. We will see you next time. Sir, would you prefer hamburger A, a Wendy's hamburger, which is always made fresh, or hamburger B, which is pre-made and sits around? B! It's hard like my Dale toys. Yes, but wouldn't you rather have the juicy taste of the Wendy's hamburger? Hey, no pain, no gain. And that B burger, that's pain, yeah, real pain, the kind I like. That burger puts some serious hurt in me. I love it. Got any more? Most people like the taste of fresh hamburgers, like Wendy's, the best burgers in the business.